What is going on, guys? And welcome back to another episode of You Don't Know Ball. Um, episode two. Connor wrote it on the board right there, in case anyone forgets. But we got some great handwriting. <laughs> we have a fun show. It's a must-have show for the preseason before the NFL starts. Um, we're gonna do an award show, and I'm really excited. I'm gassed up. I think we got we got some interesting picks. I like it. Yeah, I, I think we only cool. have like one or two favorites, maybe. That's it. No, I yeah, I think we, we do. and we we didn't do it on purpose. We didn't like we didn't like discuss like no. We actually all just picked like. Well, I don't like, think any of us want to pick favorites. To be honest, yeah. that's true. Who wants to hear that? No, yeah, yeah. Like it's obvious. No, I mean, and, I, I kind of I did for one. No, I misinterpreted. Yeah. Not even just yeah, the yeah. favorites. None of us really. I feel like picked the same one at least more than once or twice. Like we definitely like. Well, yeah, we, we got we got diversity yeah, in here. Yeah. Um. All right. So first off, MVP. Mm. Let's just go down the line, Connor. I'm gonna start us off. Okay. Um, all right, so MVP, I think uh, this award is pretty much all narrative for the most part. Even if you play amazing and you know you don't have the narrative, you might not win an MVP. But that being said, that applies to the person I picked for this year because I thought they were supposed to win it last year. And I'm going Tom Brady at 850 odds. Um, I think he might resurrect Julio's career. I think the receivers are hurt getting in and out. You know, there's not a lot of continuity this year, but there's nobody I trust more to keep a team together than Tom Brady. And who doesn't want to see a 45-year-old win an MVP? That would just be the cherry on top. Yeah. Top of the career. Yeah, I can't argue with the... You laid out the good presentation. There's nothing I can argue with there. And also, to add to the narrative, the interior O-line is just dismantled. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, yeah. Well, I totally forgot about that, honestly, that they're damn near all gone. Hey, on on a side note real quick for our listeners... Leonard Fournette, PPR machine this year. That's all I have to say. <laughs> so many checkdowns. Yeah, I mean, I feel like nothing's going right for them this offseason. So if that continues the whole year and he fucking sticks it out, give him the MVP. I like that. I, 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 like it. I, I had like nothing it. to say against it. I was like, I, I, he's got No, the, usually you do. He's I was got kind of narrative. looking for like Brady's oldest dirt or no, something. I'll never, I'll never disrespect the guy. No, he's proven, he's proven me wrong with too many times like seven years ago and I gave up. Like yeah. Yeah. I gave like seven years ago. Yeah. Tom, you won. It's gotten to the point where it's just indisputable. Like, there used to be a point when people would, and I, I did it for a little bit, but Rodgers versus Brady, like that used to be a debate, and now it's like just not even yeah, close. You can't talk yeah. about it. Anymore. Yeah, I remember entertaining those days too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, I'm gonna go with mine. Not really a shocker here. I'm gonna go with <laughs> my boy Mahomes. And the narrative is, like you said, it's narrative based. He lost Tyreek. He's working with MVS. He does have Kelsey, but then it's like, you know, Sky Moore. He does have Juju. Blah blah. blah. The receiver group is not that great this year. And I think if anything, and if he does really perform well, it's going to be a testament to him. He's going to go over the hurdle. He's not going to be able to chuck a deep. He's going to have to like methodically play through a system with these guys. Um, and if they come out on top of the very daunting AFC West, I think he has to be like a shoe in for it, to be honest. That's a good point. So yeah. these are a lot of hypotheticals, but I think if he's able to knock down all of these barriers, I think it's pretty easily going to happen, to be honest. And um, and I was going to say, I feel like any quarterback that like balls out and wins the AFC the West, the AFC West, is it just an AFC West award now? It, it, might <laughs> be. it could be. It, it could, could be. be. To be honest. What happens with Derek Carr? He, he gets it. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna, I was thinking about picking Russ and Carr. So I mean, and, and, and Carr was. I mean, for this for the MVP oh, okay. award. I mean, and Carr was close that year before he got hurt in like week fourteen or whatever. So it's like. He's done it, kind of. Yeah, that's a sense. good point. And um, you also have an AFC West quarterback. Yeah. 
But I got a little more heat to this one because right. this is for like all of you. He wants to smoke. Like all of you bozos out there. We have to are, sit back for this one. That are like, oh, Herbert can't win games and all this stuff. And I forgot. Excuse me. Like, does he go out there and play nose tackle? Like, does he do that? Or like, does he play corner and all this stuff? It, it's a team thing. So, yeah, he he's had probably arguably the two of the the best start to a season out of any quarterback at 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 the, the point in their career. It's statistical. Most touchdown passes and most yards. Mm-hmm. It's all there for him. And they got the defense now. So I think it's it's all right there for him. And it's Mike Willie, Keenan, and but I will say if one of them goes down, it's like Hey, I was telling Connor about this. Josh Palmer. Yeah, I, I do like Josh Palmer. Nice yeah, side. I do like Palmer, but it's like one of those guys goes and Mike Willie's kind of been injury bug so it's like you got to stay healthy and i think they will and i ex- i have high hopes for the chargers this year kind of like a chargers fan i'll admit it <laughs> fake chargers fan right, we, need, we need to clip that kind of like not obviously kind of like i'm still a bears fan till the day i die no i like, get it i did the same thing i, I do to be en- honest. i enjoy the chargers and i think this is the season that he he balls out he had very comparable numbers to brady last year so mm-hmm. it's like in year two that is so it's like he might do. You know, I hate the narrative that you were saying that people say is that, like, Herbert needs to win games. He needs to make the playoffs. I mean, shit, when he got drafted there, he was picked number six. So they were the sixth worst team in the NFL. Two years later, he almost got them to the playoffs, and that was on the sheer back of Justin Herbert. Like, he carried that team to even get close, and I think that's impressive enough. Like, I think there's chances... And there's times when you can say, oh, he needs to prove it. He needs to win. But for a guy that's literally taking a shit franchise, bringing him back up, it don't it don't happen like that. No, it, it don't it, happen it never like will. that. And if you want to, we could pull up the statistical stats for the defense. And, like, they are bottom three in almost every category you could find last year. And people will want to bring up the Texans game. I watched the Texans game. I saw Rex Burkhead look like Walter Payton. They, I think he had like 160. 150. When does that happen? In what world? This isn't like 2015 or whatever when Burkhead had his shine in New England. But that was just like, like wow. Like, how do you watch that game and be like, okay, yeah, he's kind of working with just no one on defense. The only thing part of the game, I mean, that I will say, and maybe it's not fair to give him that criticism that he hasn't won anything big yet because of the team and the roster and the defense and whatnot, but – if he wants to win the MVP, he's going to have to make the playoffs. Oh, yeah. And I know it's not, like, necessarily all on him. It's just, like, he will have to do that. Oh, yeah. Because, like, if Herbert makes the Super Bowl, like, if he switches places with Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow is not even in the conversation because Herbert has the stats, and then he went to the Super Bowl as well. So that's the only thing. It's not – you're right. It's not really on him, but it's just, like, in his career, he will have to do that to get to, like, that. And I do fully expect maybe a Super Bowl run. A Super Bowl run. All right, That's like, just what I'm expecting. Let, let me like combine both your points here. Let me throw my two cents in. Because we're talking about like the narratives, the narratives. So that, that was my point. It's so narrative based. This is the yeah. thing, like to your point, Tyler, that so what it's almost like things like almost flopped this year. Like Herbert was dealing with what Mahomes is about to be dealing with in my eyes now. Like now Mahomes has the defense we're looking at where we're like, he's gonna have to completely ball out all the time for them to like hey, that's that's how the Chiefs are gonna be now, and then that's the Chargers. Right. Well, Justin Herbert just got to do his job. If the de- and we were expecting the defense to be awesome now, not that we, but that's the difference too. Is we didn't used to expect the Chiefs' defense to be awesome, but we knew that that they in the big games they were gonna hold their own, and that was what was made them so lethal. Is that they were a like they were like they they were a dual head monster in those big games. 
Chargers now, we expect them to be the same thing. But so the point is, is if Mahomes can ball out, still bring the Chiefs to the playoffs with that defense and have the same type of season as Herbert, I got to give Mahomes edge on those. But see, but now let me give you all my pick. Is there someone else that I think that uh, we're talking narratives? <laughs> narratives. This is very. He fits into very, it. Well. Talking about the narratives. Yeah. Look, he fits man. into it. How about this? Aaron Rodgers goes do some goes does some ayahuasca like two seasons ago and comes back wins two MVPs in a row with a. I'm not going to be disrespectful here, but besides Devontae, an incredibly subpar receiving core, and now you take Devontae away, and it's and it's straight up subpar. And we and, and if he can go take them into a one-two seed position again, manage the clock beautifully, manage the game beautifully as he has, I see there's no way that anyone is going to be more valuable to their team than Aaron Rodgers this season. Yeah, that I mean, man, that that man, he was he he was amazing, and 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 he became even more amazing, and uh, and I think he seems like there's just not really a way to explain it, but he seems like. Hey, there's a way to explain it. He seems incredibly grounded. He seems focused. I love the vibe I'm getting there, from A-Rod. I much, love the vibe, A-Rod. There Let's is keep very it going. much an explanation for it. There is. The explanation. <laughs> there is, there's, an, there's an unexplainable explanation. Both. And that's the point. Is that's, that's part of the reason. It's just he's, he's got like that element to him now. He's got like a trick up his sleeve. Both <laughs> old heads have a very good narrative set before the season even starts. They've got a great narrative. I mean, battle the old heads? It's always been battle the old heads. Dude, I mean, we kind of did pick... The four best quarterbacks, two old heads and two, I would say, the ugly, Younger the two guns. best yeah. young quarterbacks. Are we too, late so. for that? Or? I think we're just playing the board perfectly. <laughs> yeah, I think we're playing I mean, the board. Yeah, actually, and I mean, it's, it's either got to be the guys well, that Josh are Josh Allen was the favorite, going. so it's like he was... Uh, yeah, that's true. Favorite, um, no. So it's like, yeah. But wait, I do have something that I really need to say, like, that I really, really thought about. So yeah, it came out yesterday that Aaron Rodgers said, or two days ago, whatever, that he was he took a Percocet for a game, right? <laughs> it was the Bears. I feel like one. that's happened more than it once. I, think, I, think, I feel like it's that's probably, happened probably more it's than probably once. Probably happened more than once. And I was just sitting here thinking, I was like, No, wait, you know which wait. one it is. And I was sitting here thinking, I was like, This man was off a of perk and probably beating the Bears. Clip. You know how we'll go straight to the interview after this. Do you know how crazy that is? This dude was off a of perk. Was like, yeah, I'm gonna go light up. The I know y'all remember. Are you kidding me? It was the game that, that the Bears so had Khalil mm. Mack. He was snapping. He had the strip. I'm not gonna lie. I, I saw the statistics. Say, yeah. He was like four for six the first half. Went in half. Went back there. Took a perk. <laughs> fixed that knee. He went 14 for 16, 270 yards, Wait, and three touchdowns. Is this the game the where he goes? Is this the game one. where he goes? It's it was my knee. You're yeah, talking about, yeah. Uh, that bro, was I it. I was gonna say that explains it all now because I remember watching the clip. I'm like, so obviously he got he found a way to get fried at halftime. And I'm not blaming him. Go crazy if you want to get fried at halftime and go ball. Like I, I believe it's totally possible. But I just do. I was like, how did A Rod find a way? I mean, A Rod, come on. A Rod's not going to smoke. He, he's got too much clout to go smoke a Jimmy. No, he for sure. Off but of I mean, perk. now it all makes sense. T- took Dude, a pilly. That took absolute- the pilly back with some water and he just ran out the gates he was feeling himself that, and right. now it all like, makes sense that hurt my head to like comprehend i was like wow he really all right done this aaron Rodgers with one oh leg. he 100 so, <laughs> if you are a struggling quarterback in the nfl <laughs> do you need to go on an ayahuasca trip i, I mean hey, why not hey. who needs it the most a guided ayahuasca trip big difference for, no, for the, for the record you need to be for guided. the record there is, you take it like if we're talking like medicinally. If we're talking though. medicinally here, hey, QBs, A Rod opened up the door for you. I'm, just, I'm, like, I'm trying to figure out who's like fighting for their lives. I right think now. Kirk Cousins needs to go on an <laughs> ayahuasca trip. 
That man what if needs Tua did enlightening. One? Now, what if Tua did one before this season? Tua's Tua? already chill as fuck. You saw the picture. But what if he became chiller slides. with Tyreek and Jalen off the ayahuasca and the perk? Stop. <laughs> Who might need that? I don't know, man. I'm thinking like, you know, a Kirk, he hey. pulls up in a minivan. Like, he's got no swag to him at all. The man will throw the ball away before he takes a hit and throws a deep pass. Enlighten this man. Maybe... Kyler? I feel like Jameis Loki might have already gotten on the train. Maybe Kyler. There's J- not a lot of guys. I think Jameis has been doing it for years now. I think Jameis might have hopped on the train. No, I, I mean, I'm a serious no. If you if you guys like heard at many of his interviews, like oh, yeah. recently, dude, like he actually it'll have me like genuinely happy. Like he's like, but look, man, like like it's all about like this he is my family, and, also. and I'm so blessed to be here and with my brothers and and this amazing stuff. And I'm like, that's some real shit. Like like I get it. Like you might look at that as corny, but I'm gonna be honest. If you look at that as corny, I like it. You as corny because to me that's real life shit. Damn. And I think I'm being honest here for a sec. This is some real shit because I think it's easy to disregard all the emotional real shit in life and just be and just to be like, well, it's just a job. No, no, that this there's a real human element to everything you do, and I think that's. A big part of success. I think Tom Brady's always understood that. I think a lot of people, like Michael Jordan, at least all these incredible athletes understand that you have to connect with the human on all of them on your team. It's, you're in that together. And that's some real shit that I think a lot of athletes in general could not, not like, but I'm just saying a lot of people in general, that's an idea a lot of people could grow on. It's just yeah. getting closer with everyone around them in whatever they're doing. And Side you, note, but real shit. And like, that's what A-Rod did. When you can I see it. that. Open it up. Open his brain. He, I mean, definitely. You should um, be in jail. All right, let's move on <laughs> to the offensive player of the year, Connor. Oh my all goodness! Right. So my offensive player of the year has the farthest odds by far, uh, plus six thousand. Um, I'm gonna go Tyreek Hill, and uh, this is the narrative for Tyreek Hill to win uh, offensive player of the year. Um, I think that if he can do it with Tua. A guy that's pretty disrespected. Tua doesn't have to go crazy for Tyreek to win offensive play of the year. Tua just has to give him the ball, and Tyreek needs to make all the plays. So if he's making all the plays, he's going for 1,600 yards, a couple touchdowns. He's going to steal the highlights, which I think are going to be huge. The highlights are the plays people are going to remember. They're going to be like, oh, man, Tyreek was crazy as a Dolphin this year without Mahomes. And you get him at plus 6,000. I mean, those are crazy odds for, in my opinion, Probably the, the best receiver in the league. I was just going to say plus that. 6, that yeah, is, I don't understand the odds insane. on that at all. I wonder insane what his odds were odds. in Kansas insane. City. Insane. Probably around what, what Probably. kind of the guys we got coming up next. Probably, I mean, maybe. Yeah. I agree. Maybe I think taking him away from right. Holmes adds to his value to win this award. That's, that's what I think people Agreed. are. That's my point. Is like, like to Dylan's question, if it was higher with Mahomes, how? Because we, it's like like it's like with Mahomes, we we it's knew, expect it exactly. It's but expected. now it's like we we expect it. But if he does it with someone else, that is the point. Is it's uh-huh. like I feel like if anything, this no, it makes it makes literally no sense. Especially mm-hmm. if if Jalen Waddle for, for just a couple weeks, hoping it doesn't happen or anything. But if if Tyreek's the only one on the, I mean, you know, it, he didn't play every game last year, Jalen. I'm just yeah. saying, like, I don't understand the odds for this at all. I really don't. I don't either. Yeah, that's insane. Plus six thousand is absolutely wild for the fastest man in the league. <laughs> the fastest guy in the league. He can turn a five yard slant into a seven. House call. He's gonna. He can Are do we just gonna avoid? He's like, gonna do it multiple times too. Like that's the thing. Yeah. Like, Never mind. No, I know what you're thinking, but it's like that's not. Too well, let's not here. open that can of worms today. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Good call. Good call. <laughs> All right, so mine is Justin Jefferson at plus 1,500. And all I really have to say is that he's been saying that he thinks he's the best receiver. He said he thinks he's better than Cup. He has Kevin O'Connell, the old Rams offensive coordinator. He's supposed to be in the Cup role. 
everything is there for Justin Jefferson. He's been talking up probably the biggest game out of any player in the NFL this year. So all I have to say for Jay Jettas is go ball. Go ball. Go ball. Jettas. That's put, it. It's basically put up or show up after everything right. he's said. So it's like, yeah. And I, I think I I might be wrong, but I think I saw someone like tweeted that he like looks better at camp or something. And I was like, how? Does. And I was like, I how? Think he, bro. You just think to yourself, how do you get better at what you already do? Like, There's been positive progression in it's his first of, two years. I think yeah, he just has to insane. keep going up. Is he kind of the Herbert of the receivers? Ooh. Probably, probably one of the best first two year starts of a receiver Ever, in Jettas. Yeah. Probably, yeah. And now it's it might be the best. It maybe. could be. Maybe, I maybe some so. of the old heads probably have. I don't, I don't know. In recent memory, it's one of the best. Recent memory, for sure. No, it definitely yeah, is one of the best. I mean, he went for fourteen and then fifteen hundred. So yeah, it's so like it's no, it, I guess anyone. He's definitely one of the best. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. One. So. Mine, and this feels good to say, honestly, like it's Devontae Adams at plus 1800. I couldn't really root for him because he's been in Green Bay, like torturing me for the past couple of years. So it's like now it feels good to say he's back with his college quarterback. They had what 24 touchdowns, I think, at Fresno. That's unreal for any level of college. So it's like that chemistry is going to be back. I'm not worried. And he's probably going to see more one-on-ones with Waller and Renfro out there. So one-on-one matchup, that's a nightmare. And this is, I listened to a podcast with him. He referred to himself as the Terminator. Yeah, I, I saw like, that. I was like, I oh. saw that. I was like, you, can, right. you can give a full shout out because, yeah, bro, that was like, that was yeah, no, very cool. No free shout out. It was but, really cool to watch. But a free watch. shout out here. He was on the Pivot podcast and just talking about how, he viewed himself as the Terminator when he got up to the line or something like that. And he's like visioning like how the line or uh, the corners lined up and stuff like this. I was just like, wow, like this guy's unreal. Like the you referring to yourself as the Terminator. Ain't nobody say <laughs> shit like you can't call yourself that. Bro, it <laughs> was like nobody, nobody's telling they, him he can't they say know that. who he is. It, it was is. the most cocky yet humble i've ever heard someone talk and i know that's confusing and contradicting but like it was just sheer confidence i guess i should say that that's what i was that was but, but gonna say so he, so he was just being yeah. real confident yeah I was like it was some yeah. real shit it, no it was like real as fuck everything was, he said it, it was crazy i was like mm, how, how could you not root for this guy and i expect big things for him with car and all those other weapons that takes pressure off for him because he didn't really have that in green bay if you think about, I mean, maybe in the early years they had Jordy and Randall, but like past couple of years, it's like Lazard was your other threat. Or I think they had the like scheme of open. Yeah, that's what I'm like, saying. So it's like, yeah, he still made great plays, but now it's like he's got one on one, and most of the time he probably will. So it's. I will say too scary. from the podcast, he really made it seem like it was his mission and something that he really wants to achieve by being great without Rodgers. Yeah. So it's like he's looking at this opportunity with the Raiders. Like, I need to go represent myself and show why I'm the greatest receiver potentially of all time. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, like it, that was his vibe. I he, Look, man, he's he just reserves the right. Like you were saying, he just reserves the right to call himself a Terminator. Because you know what they say? Look, confidence without success is foolishness. Confidence with success applied is just reality. 
That's and Devontae Adams is just simply the case is is a real case of that. Like if someone was cool, that was If someone has four hundred, because we see this every year. There's a lot of guys who say, oh, "I'm gonna have a," real, and they're confident saying, and, and they look all tough, and I'm gonna have a big year. I'm gonna have a, you know, y'all know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have about a, to leave me hanging, I'm, bro. I, I, I was confused. I didn't know at first. I was I didn't see what you're doing. I was like, wait. I was like, I was like, is he give me something? <laughs> bro, I, I don't know what we you see, just said, but like I'm like still stuck. Is it true? What the fuck? Because that's the, that's the point. Is we see receivers every year, and that's why it's so hard to take a lot of these. I don't want to be a dick, but a lot of younger guys in the league take. It's hard to know who to take seriously because everybody says the same thing. It's my year, and I put a lot of work in this season. I'm I'm really in a big year, but I don't really know that because everyone says that. Devontae Adams has proved how many hours he puts in the lab. We see how against any press he releases. We see, there, he the work that he's put in. His confidence is just the truth. Like it's just, and that's why, like, and that's, he's one of the few guys that can just say that on one hundred percent. He's allowed to be cocky. And he should be cocky. The, the, he's put in the work to be cocky or some. He is hey, Devontae Adams right now is unbelievable. Like the last thing I'll say, like I did mention a little bit about like the the presses and all that stuff of how DBs are lined up. Like he's like, I go through like three or four combos in my head of like what I can do with with this guy pressing me or what his feet are set at or like I was like, wow, this guy's. And it all makes to me crazy. I think it's like. I, obviously, it's much more complicated. Like I'm not gonna understand, but like I understood what he was saying to the extent of like that's what it takes to be great. Like yeah. he he yeah. knows like it's like I like I know like what generally what direction he wants to go. But like if I, he doesn't go that direction, like well, what's my segment? And if he gets inside on what I want to go inside, how am I gonna go outside? Like and it makes sense, and that's what it takes to be great. Yeah, and that's what I I didn't see most of it, but I did see clips, and I'm I'm, I'm gonna go check out the whole it's, thing. It's now like thirty minutes. It, it was fantastic. Yeah, I have another comment for our awards because last time we had two old heads and two young guys, and right now we have two old heads, one young guy, and then who's your offensive player of the year pick? Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll say right, man, man, Jamar Chase, because and I just wanted to say, look, 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 this is the thing, guys. Like it always comes down to it, and I sound like a hater saying it. I love Justin Jefferson so much. That's my thing. I'm LSU. I'm LSU boy. LSU gang over here. So it's the thing is, I seen both of them coming up, growing up, and it's like that year where they were both going crazy, and Jay Jettis got drafted, and then Jamar had you know one more year. My thing is, look, that year Jamar was two years younger than him, and already it's like how you say when you're watching Ohio State boys, how you could just you know you have your. But my thing is, it's like Jamar. Like I always felt, and in, in, in my heart, I'm like I, I'm like watching. I'm like Jamar's the more talented guy. Like it is as raw as JJ is. His, there's just some intangible things Jamar would do where you're like, oh my god, like this guy really is special. That's why I said coming out, he's our generation's Julio. I think that there's no doubt in my mind that, and again, just JJ is rookie season. We're like, oh my god, this guy's awesome. Second year, oh my god, this guy's really good. Jamar's rookie year, we're like, oh my god, this guy's really good. This this second year, I think it's going to be where he's undoubtedly going to throw himself into the realm of this guy's the best receiver in our league. He's the most uh, like he, he's overwhelmingly dominant, and there's not one corner that can stand with him. That's what I that's what I think we're going to look at at the end of the year this year. It's going to be that's how it was in college. There wasn't one AJ Terrell who happens to be one of the best corners in the league. Does everyone does everyone know what you you guys know? Do people cooked. know what Jamar Chase did to him for the cooked. national championship? Yeah, he was like this, there's a because there's he levels to this shit. There really are levels to this shit. That's the point is Jamar Chase is so young and he's not. There's levels to how hard you work. I have literally zero doubt that if he stays healthy, he's going for seventeen hundred plus easy. I don't care how loaded the core is. The connection Joe Burr has with him. His talent, he is special. And I don't think, I, I know people are picking up, but he is really special. And I feel like people oh, can read is. it wrong where you're saying like Jamar or Chase. Yeah, Chase is better than Jefferson. But it's like those two are probably going to be 
the best sooner or later. No, that's, I think that's. Year. I think that this so year they like, already. Can, I think they, they could are, finish establishing. They, they probably they, already they, are. They might <laughs> be, right. Yeah. Like, they really. So, I mean, like Devontae, whatever. Like, the, I don't know. Like, I love Jay Jett is so much. Such and he's so talented. I don't want to like discredit him. Like he's yeah. fantastic. I'm not saying that it's, it's just, like disrespect to like Devontae or Tyreek or any of those dudes. Like D Hop, whatever. Cup, even sure. But like sure. I look at it as like the next generation. Like to me, they are the two goats of the next generation. If they, oh yeah, it is, and it all comes down to health. But if they stay healthy long term, I it's literally like there's no doubt. You can like, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They're, you can you there know can't it. be a doubt. You like, can yeah. see the blueprint. Of, yeah. of what these two. The are athletic profile combined with the work ethic combined with the situation they're in, there's just no way that they don't. Like at this point, I'm gonna say we are playing these votes and awards perfectly right now. Yeah, we, yeah. Are. we are reading the board and giving you locks. This has got to be one. We of gotta them. throw on these. We all oh, should. We, we, we <laughs> are gonna. Throw, I'm, I'll throw on a couple for sure. Um, I definitely will. All right, but to move on to defensive player of the year, Connor. So uh, I I I love defensive players. Damn, this is crazy, and I I love voting on the defensive player awards i've been doing it for the last couple of years just like tons of future bets and i always play myself out of even getting a chance because i'm going to tell you right now if you're not like already one of the best players at your position there is little to no chance that you're going to be winning a defensive player of the year award and it's hard to look at guys where you want to get the value you want to get like oh he might have a big year this year like he's on a good team the coordinator is good and all that stuff but if when you really get down to the nitty gritty, you got to be the fucking most athletic, most talented guy to win defensive player of the year. You got to be a Donald. You got to be something like that. So I think this guy that I'm about to say has that talent, hasn't really had um, anybody to help him yet. And I'm going to go Joey Bosa at plus 2000. And I think Khalil Mack, because Joey Bosa has been double teamed for the first four years of his career. Four or five years of his career. And now he is Khalil Mack. And I think Joey Bosa might be better than Khalil still. With that defense, I mean, Joey Bosa might be the most underappreciated edge in the league right now. And the Chargers are going to get their flowers this year. And I think Joey does too. You know I, I love, I love that it. pick. You know I love that pick. I, I love Joey too. It I makes love, too much I sense. I love both of them. It I wanted to do one of them, but I decided It broke the barrier for making too much sense. There's literally it's <laughs> too much sense being made at once. <laughs> Joey, Joey is a freak. He is. I mean, is he the, better than Nick? Uh, no. What? Well, chill out now. Well, so that's chill out now. Wait, who? Chill out now. Hold we'll on, I got something for you. No, we'll like, get hey, to hey, it. Why don't we just let's swing go it across yeah, the let's table? Go, let's go. Let's go down there. Hold let's go down now. there. Because <laughs> no, that's why I love the pick so much too. I swear this wasn't coordinated either. Look, hear me <laughs> out. Because it's very, it's very similar in, in point, and and it's also, but Nick's comes down more to his health. I think I really think he he could stay healthy the whole year this year. I know that. Well, who am I? The crystal ball? I don't know. I just feel it. It, it. This comes down to feeling at the end of the day. But more importantly, Samson Ebukim, I know, is starting the other side of him right now. Mm. But like, I, and you, you know Drake Jackson. That's our boy. I think our, Drake Jackson yeah. will be starting there sooner or later. I think he has a really high scene. We loved him coming out. Look, Javon Kinlaw, if he develops this year and can start drawing double teams. I was hearing Javon, good things. Javon, Javon I'm begging you. <laughs> I, I see it as no way. Nick Bosa's going to have at least 16 sacks. And I, I think, and he already is. Nick Bosa already is a top Oh, I'm our top three bag of moves in the league. Top three bag, top easily. five bag easily. easily. So it's like if he just stays healthy and Javon Kinlaw, I'm, I'm putting a lot on Javon. I'm putting a lot on Javon here. I've been but hearing if Javon really good can things. Really do his job. Nick Bosa is gonna have an, a, an a, just a season where we're gonna look back and be like, yeah, that was like it. Yeah, this was. I mean, he could have multiple, but this can be like this is where he really started, and he's already been amazing. But mm -hmm. you know, this is the really the 
arc of the Hall of Fame career that we're expecting out of Nick Bosa, where it really starts just flying forward. I was going to go Nick, but I decided against went Joey. So we're both thinking the same thing. The, the, the bloodline was there. <laughs> and and uh, here's I'll jump in. I mean, I watched these guys at Ohio State. Oh, gosh. Freaking freaks. <laughs> these guys are freaks. They <laughs> are. Nick, no, they are. I think, they are. I think Nick has so much more untapped potential. He was. Didn't someone get ejected from the Iowa game? Yeah. Targeting. On Nate Stanley. Like yeah. That. Baby targeting. That was he the worst targeting call ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, he like barely nicked me. No, yeah. Nick, I literally forgot Nick about is, this, bro. Nick is crazy. And the thing at Ohio State, they're D line coach. And it's awesome to watch. They like, they put out front and center. If you use your hands and you're dominant with your hands, you're going to win a lot of matchups. And their hands are so fast. It's so cool to watch. That's where I'll stop there. But I love both of those guys. They're fantastic. And, all right, well, Great pick. You should you should give your pick now. All right. Well, this is to the opposite side from because he went to Penn State. <laughs> I, Penn I, State and I'm not yeah, going to be a spoiler, yeah, but there's spoil. another one yeah, that's kind of. But geez. this has to put my college like bias aside and stuff because this guy's a freak. I respect you doing that. Micah Parsons plus one thousand. Woohoo! I don't know if there's someone like him. I really don't. It's I think he's a rare breed. This guy unicorn. Lied. Oh, unicorn for sure. This unicorn. guy lines up at yeah. every position that you yeah. can imagine as a fun <laughs> special. Everything. He they don't care. Dan Quinn's like, here, you want to play corner? Go ahead. We can play corner. You you can run with a slot. I don't know. He's crazy. That's just my point. And I think he's only gonna get better. The numbers are only gonna get better as well. And I think it might be maybe a down year for the Cowboys in a sense. So like I think if his play like just ramps it up and you can tell that he makes plays like you did last year, like 11's there, 11's there, 11's here. Then I think he's got to win the deep. Two things real quick. I just want to get off my chest about this. So, because number one, he literally basically guaranteed to the media that like he's going to have more sacks than he had last year. He was like, no, I'm going to have more sacks than that. Like, I'm going to lead the team in sacks. He said that. So he said he's going to lead the team in sacks and you have more sacks than last year. And second thing with that is, is there any, I mean, is the, like I said, is there anyone like him? I, is the closest person to him, Jamal Adams? And obviously there's there's a huge gap. Huge, huge gap. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm being serious. For, I mean, like, no one. Who, who is, is, I mean, no who one. is, like there is no one. Who is like him? There so is it's no like, one. There, there is, no, like, they're really, I mean, this dude's insane. It's, like, it's unreal. That's, that's where, that's the biggest benefit he has is where you're looking at him and you're evaluating. He's going to, he's playing two positions at an incredibly high level. Maybe even more. He like, might be in line to win this award. It's a, he's in line to win it for the next decade. I mean, regardless. He's, like he's going to no, be in the I conversation agree. for forever because of what he does for that team. No, he is. All right, I'm just going to toss mine out, and this one is boring, and I'm sorry for doing this, but <laughs> I'm going with the favorite right now to repeat TJ Watt at plus 700. It makes sense. I'm just going to be honest. I think he might pass JJ's legacy. Really? Whoa. I think he could. We talked about ah, this. We talked about it. Yeah. I don't know. We'll talk about this. He's more. only like, I forgot what the sack number was behind, but like everything that JJ's done is very attainable for TJ. And he tied the sack record last year. He is going to be dominant for the foreseeable future, barring any injuries like JJ should have been, except he had all the injuries and whatnot. Thanks. That Steelers defense, crazy. And I'll tell you what, man, shout out to the pivot pod again. I listened to the one with Najee and TJ. TJ really is like, again, like about it. Like no, he, he is. And he's just, he's the same way that like Devante was almost where he's just a humble, confident dude. And he's like, I already know that I'm going to go out there and dominate. No, like that's is. just what it is. That's, and that's a crazy mentality. Like, it's, I just think that, yeah. yeah, I think 
Am I crazy for saying that? I don't know. I, I don't think, think it's crazy. I think eh. that there's one keen difference between the two of them. Well, I'll, I'll, no, go first, Burks. I don't. I don't want to. I think I could spot your difference. Maybe. Maybe JJ was more of a game wrecker. And that JJ too. was like more of a game wrecker. Maybe but overall strength too. Obviously, it's, for just, me, it's strength of the D line that they're on. And do you know? Okay, that, so like, I, that, here's for me, it's say, like yes, yes. we look at the Steers D line, and there's there's three three guys on it where you you have to watch them. We go back to JJ and the Texans. You're getting this too. I mean, it was like literally yeah, having two alignment and no, a tight end. I'll, I'll agree like, with that. I'll almost, agree with that. And this was like the he two was, or three year prime, but like when he was, uh, when he like, when he was not getting injured, but like, that's what I'm he saying. Was, he was a game record. Like was, he was getting triple team and still making I mean, it. Was, yeah. he does, it was to the point where he like, he does have three D plays. So it's like, I just think from like a statistical standpoint, no, I think I it's very attainable for TJ. I think TJ is a little bit more, dare I say, versatile too. Where, and that's the he's point. elusive where he and can, he's like you throw TJ in coverage much more comfortably. That's I, that's the thing is JJ was just much more like you're just gonna go after the quarterback. Like yeah. you, you're, you know what you're facts, doing. Like you're facts, lining up and you're facts. gonna like get that. But so it's there's definitely like points to be made about it. I just think from a pure pass rush standpoint, I don't know if I ever get to that point. In, in my opinion. I, Unless he, if, if he can keep getting 20, I think he, go for this, he can keep this up for the next five, six seasons. Then I'll change my mind. He's 30 sacks behind JJ. As it stands Total? right now? Yeah. Playing, what, six last seasons, maybe? Um, like TJ that. has I don't played know how you want to call it full seasons, five. too. Yeah, like, that's true. To- but JJ's been in the league for, like, 10 now. Okay. Yeah, 10. Yeah. So. Still got a whole lot to go. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's very possible for him to repeat for this, as the award and, winner. Oh, it definitely. And is. this is back to your point. It'll be interesting to see like when Cam Hayward goes. Yeah. And some and then, uh, you know other guys go mm-hmm. and see if that production stays the same because obviously like Cam Hayward's been one of the most underrated tackles. Yeah, is he the, the most tackles. underrated player in the league? I mean, he might at this be. Point. Yeah, he's so. up there. So it's like so. he's just a quiet yeah, dude. He's just yeah, a quiet, like, he just he's a, a dirty worker for that team. So it's like maybe you'll see it kind of slip a little bit. So I don't know. Um, all right, so let's move on to Offensive Rookie of the Year. Connor, you want to start us off again? I'm cheesy. Absolutely. Um, so personally, the way that I look at the Offensive Rookie of the Year award, I think opportunity is king. Um, I think for you to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, you got to be starting week one, and you got to play every game. Um, so I took my pick for Offensive Rookie of the Year is Traylon Burks. And the reason being is I think he has the talent. I think that the targets that are open there now with no A.J. Brown and a new Robert Woods are through the roof. He might see the most targets out of any rookie this year. And the only thing he really has to do is make a couple good plays and, you know, a couple highlight reels. Like if he makes some highlight plays, I think he's going to take over the media. And I think the media really pushes the narrative for offensive rookie of the years. And he doesn't really have the hype around him. So he's a... He's a dark horse, and I think I think the media likes dark horses. And, and I'm gonna just he could really feed off of that play action that with Henry, so like mm. like AJ Brown did. Mm. So it's like yeah, yeah, it's like kind of not obviously not the same player, but it's just like the same same role, mold mold essentially yeah. role. Like yeah, so I I I, I don't hate that pick at all. I, just want I think it's plausible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love it. He's in one of my dynasty leagues. I hope I, I hope uh, kind of yeah. right. This is one thing I want to say about Traylon Burks because I've thought this even when you know during the draft process, and I'm seeing preseason. I just got to say because it's one of those it's it's one of these weird things. I'm gonna explain it, but he has this weird trait where like he can like turn direction really well without even looking like he's like even really moving his body. It's kind of, do you get what I'm saying? Like he's his way of like changing direction is like such a quick shift. It almost doesn't even, it like takes such little effort. It looks like I think it looks 
so effortless because of how big he is. Yeah, and like, that's he's, exactly he's a big guy, bro, but like, like yeah, the way he moves is very. I don't want to say special, but for the way his body type is, it looks really special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I think. I've loved his ceiling. I think the ceiling's super high. I agree. Um, my reasoning was very similar to yours. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wasn't hype on this. And I'm honestly probably stealing yours because you were on this guy before the draft even. Mm-hmm. But Damian Pierce, volume is king. And if he dominates the rushing attempts in that Texans backfield, I think... I don't see how he like. How could he not win the award? Like I just don't know how. And I, I love that. I think the minimum he'd have to get is probably like nine hundred, one k. If he gets like five, six touchdowns, like yeah, I just think it's. Up, yeah, I almost feel like nine hundred is floor this year. To be honest, that's yeah, what that's I'm saying. saying. Like, yeah, yeah. That's like floor. And I think, I'd be and sad. Hard, I'd be sad if he finished. I think it's pretty hard for a rookie running back to come in and just. You know, but it's rare. And I think like watching him in the preseason, like. I think that our standard for him is already like that of someone that's been in the league for like two to three years who's established himself in the backfield. Like, I fully expect him to be more than a capable running back. Even if you look at fantasy wise, like, he should easily be a running back too in fantasy, I think. Like, oh, 100%. I just think, like you said, volume is king. If he gets the touches, like, I just feel like this is such a good award. So, such a mean runner at Florida. So me and Connor were talking mean. about this before you started. This, so this is my only thing. Because I agree with everything you're saying. The only thing, because you said, what's the only reason? This would be the only thing I could think of. Is, okay, Lovey's <laughs> Texans offense. Now, if, if that run gets stuffed consistently, it's that's the only issue. Is how, abandon you know, it. And they might abandon it. That's what I see that might happen a little often. Yeah, no, I feel that. Um, That's the only thing. I could see that for sure. All right, um, Tyler. All right. Very, very much bias here. Very much. But that's okay because I think I have two picks. It's like picking. very biased. Very biased. Yeah, that's I said that. We're good. So it's Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. Wilson is sitting at plus 1,000 and Olave sitting at plus 1,200. Back like we were talking about with the Bosa's, I watched both of these guys at the same time around the field. Like it was awesome to watch. It was like you just have a treat and Fields and Stroud have that, have had that. Those guys were awesome in college. I think if I've like I have to pick one of the two, I'm gonna go with Wilson. I think he is better than Elijah Moore. I don't care that he hasn't played a snap yet. I think he is. He is a freak. He is a freak. If you don't know about the Clemson catch over Kendrick in the semifinal game, just look at him get up. That was unreal. Unreal. I'm cheesing just thinking about Sadly, it. <laughs> like, just get up. Like he got up and I was like, holy shit. Like I was like, oh. And that, and of course, I thought I was like, "Oh, that might win us the game." That's a big play, but I think he's got all the route running that you can find anywhere. He's he can obviously jump. He's got it all. And for Olave, I know this might hurt to say, but let's say Mike Thomas misses a chunk of games, he's got to be slotted into that role. They picked him at twelve, or whatever it was. It's him and Jarvis Landry. Olave could get a lot of looks. He will get a lot of looks if MT does go down. I hope he doesn't. I have him in a fantasy league, so that's just another way if. We'll should no, either around, and so. even if not he'll be in the slot either. yeah exactly like, that's it, what i'm saying so it's like and he's probably going to be the least how, how do i say this uh probably like the last person they'll want to guard out of the three, no exactly no i mean like i He'd do get what you're saying so oh no he'll be open a lot like i definitely agree i'm gonna hit saying. you guys with a raw transition too but do you think he should have been taken ahead of dobbs offensive rookie of the year drake london in the draft Wilson? yeah yes 
You guys, you guys. Hey, my but thing do, is, my, Drake London, London has been my guy. Don't, don't get it twisted. I love London. I just think Garrett Wilson is a crazy receiver, and I watch. You think him he is week him. in and week out? Oh, I definitely think he's him. I think everyone just he's has different unreal. traits that you value most. That's the th- and that's just, Drake London just had my. You know, like he, he Drake London just filled out all the traits that I just. That I, that's the thing is, it just comes down to what you value most, and like there's never like a right or wrong answer. But yeah, to swing. I mean, so swing it over. I took Drake London just because, and I'll stick with my my logic's been the same the whole time. He's such a big target. He has great hands, and he's going to get a ton of targets this year. And and in that, look, if they can open up that run game in the Arthur Smith offense, there's no way they're not going to take chunks to him down the field. And and if he, like, again, just back one on one, I think he's going to win more than he's going to lose. And we're, that's, I think that's, we're going to look at him as, that's the, that is, I do see him being that type of receiver. Hey. Like, you know, how we look at Mike Williams. I think Drake London is like a, a higher ceiling type of version of that. We're like, you throw it, throw it up to him. Like if you see him one on one, you got a good chance. To I think he has play. one thing going for him, and that's the fact that he's playing alongside Kyle Pitts. If Kyle Pitts draws a ton of attention, Drake London's job should be a lot easier, like a lot easier. And I will say this: he was good at USC, but like I don't know why this play sticks with me because it just like it was nothing special. But the one catch in preseason, he caught the ball and he just looked so smooth. Like he caught it in stride ran with it like you it almost like you could just tell that he looked like he was going to be a very good nfl receiver and sorry last thing i'm I'm done gushing over him after this but you just reminded me because it's like to your point what i loved about him so much is every rep in college versus every other receiver that i was you know because i watched a lot of reps from a lot of receivers last process and my thing was drake london just looked like genuinely he cared the most about in every rep he did. Like he, every rep he did was with vigor, whether he was blocking, running a route that was a fake on an RPO, like everything he did, he did it like he loved it. And I, mean, I guess it, the blocking, especially, I, I, just, I just see Drake London being a really good pro for a really long time. I agree. I, I love London too. I, I, agree. I think all these receivers in this class are special. I so. think it was a good class. This mm-hmm. was probably one of my favorite classes. This, this, was, an, a, this class. was an unreal class. Probably, my, really probably like my favorite class. I mean, that's the thing is, like I've said that every year too, and that's the Same. thing. Like once, when so they come out, I'm like, fuck, I love them. Uh-huh. The next class, right. oh, they might be better. It, it's, it's easier to look <laughs> back. It's better. easier to look back like two or three years later. And Dude, I'm going to love next year's better. class too. I already know it. Like, just keep getting better and better. Oh, they really do though. <laughs> next year's class is insane to think about. That's just for next year. But like, damn. Yeah, next year's like, going to be there's wild. There's like three or four of them at the top. You're like, Woo-hoo, you could t- you can make a case that you could take them all in the top seven, top five kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, Swinging it over it. to the defensive side of the ball. For our rookies, Connor, you have... I have Aiden Hutchinson, the favorite. I think this is my one favorite. Um, I think he should have been the number one pick. Um, I think he's better than Trayvon Walker. I think that the defensive line for the Lions might be a very underrated unit this year, and Aiden's going to feed off of that. Uh, I also believe that, you know, they're they're a gritty team. He's going to make, like, I mean, that that guy just got the Bosa motor. Like they just fucking go, and Aiden Hutchinson has that, and he has he has it all. Aiden Hutchinson has it all, and I I bet on the defensive rookie in the year the last couple of years, and it's always been the top guy. Like don't look for value anywhere lower. Really, it's it's gonna be Aiden Hutchinson. You can bring it to the bank. Uh, I'll piggyback yeah. off of it because that that's who my pick was. He's a I think he's a freak. I, he's probably like one of my favorite players in this class. I mean. He was probably one of the bigger reasons Michigan made a run last year. Probably the biggest reason, yeah. like him and Ojabo, like they just caused so much. But him especially, he is so strong, and he's only going to get better with his hands moving forward. Like 
I don't know. The sky's the limit for him, and it, it pains me to say, but like, because like he's going to be in the Bears division for the next, <sighs> you know, 10 years, whatever. So, like, we got to deal with him. But yeah, I think this kid's a special talent. I think this was one of, uh, I think it was my only favorite pick, too. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Hutch, too. That's that's very rare to see me and Tyler agree on things. Yeah. So you, you guys know this is the truth. And even more that's rare. That's a very good point. And even more rare. That's that, honestly convincing that me. That I'm picking a division. Backing a Michigan guy, too. I don't know. You picked a Penn State guy earlier, too. But so like, that doesn't, that's not, <laughs> yeah, what is he doing, bro? That's not comparable. Slokey sus. No, I know. That's it's not, not It's not. So I'm going to give my flowers when they're are due. And yeah, Hutch gets those flowers. Um, that's real right. and shit, though. Mine's going to be really... Quick, I ended up going with Trayvon Walker, who Connor kind of touched on. I just think there's a lot of opportunity over there in Jacksonville. I think playing with Josh Allen, I know he's not some crazy edge, but he's productive. He had 10 sacks in his first year, and I think he had seven last year. So, like, he can get the job done, too. And I think Trayvon Walker steps into a good situation where they're just, like, they're really going to let him loose. And, like, I think people realize that. Or people see him and think that Aiden Hutchinson should have been the first overall pick. and Maybe that's some fire for Trayvon Walker and maybe chip on his shoulder. Little chip. Maybe he has to prove something. I don't know. I think he is very talented. So hey, we'll see. We'll see. I feel like the good thing too is I feel like no one's really talking about him. I just think he's uh, and he was the number one pick. And it was so the same thing with the draft. Yeah. The <laughs> draft came around and people were like, No one really the Jags talking. might take Trayvon Walker just number going one overall. Under the radar. Yeah. And I think that he that's he gonna work. Like it. I think that's gonna work well in his favor. I think he's just gonna be even if he doesn't win defensive player of the year, even if he's not some absurd talent, I at least the floor I think is he's going to be a productive, decent pass rusher. No, and it make it makes so much sense if you think about it too. The way that for for both of them, that's the thing. The way, no matter what, the intangibly, the way they can both set the edge, they, they are. Yeah. Trayvon Walker didn't have a ton of just pure pass rush snaps in college. These dudes are both going to be. Lions and Jaguars fans, I really do think that you pick these were two really good picks this year. I know the media was going wild with the Trayvon pick. No, don't listen to them. Trayvon Walker does a lot of special things. Aiden Hutchinson does a lot of special things. Both two awesome talents. However, <laughs> however, <laughs> now neither of them are Kayvon Thibodeau, my boy. And and my thing is, I I get it. I totally get it. I get the concerns about Kayvon. Certain there's certain the effort, there's sometimes the effort, sometimes the injury concern. I I understand all. I understand everything. But I think when you put on this tape and you see them at their best, I at least to me, there's no question that Kayvon's bag, he has the best bag of pass rush moves. He has the quickest first step. Um, and, and I think I just see him developing into an outside linebacker in the league for a long time. That He's going to be, I, he, he's a pass rush specialist, but you could drop him into coverage every once in a while, I think, without it being a complete liability. I think he's going to be a great run defender. But yeah, I'm going to stick with Kayvon. All right, I got it because we got to start to hurry up. But I do have one good question. We all took pass rushers. Is there a chance that a non-pass rusher wins this award? If not, I think it's got to be Derek Stingley. Yeah, I mean, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. Or Sauce, yeah. Or Sauce. I mean, it's got to be those. But uh, well, I, what I, I said earlier, like you got to be a top card guy. there's a card there, too, maybe. And, uh, Jordan Davis? Like a Jordan Davis. Do you, ca- do you yeah, consider dude, him, Nicobe, though? Nicobe could really, too, if he really Ooh. went for it. Brisker. Brisker could. <laughs> That's hard for a safety, though. <sighs> I mean, I feel like the safety. You have to have so many rule. splash yeah, plays, yeah, yeah. like so many forced fumbles. Like, pick same six, with like, Hamilton too. It's yeah. pretty hard to, you know. I think the two best options you guys are right are the two um, corners or yeah. DBs, however you want to say it. Um, all right, we're gonna move on to what do we got? Comeback player of the year. Yeah. All right, Connor. All right. Love this um, one. My comeback player of the year. Um, also going off some narrative, going off some media stuff. Uh. I don't think there's a player in the league that has had more 
hype, more this guy's got the potential to be it all. This guy's got the potential to be it, to be the best, to be generational, to do all that stuff. We've seen him from him do it in the past, but the team hasn't really helped him out a lot. And now I think they're about to help him out. So I'm going to go Saquon Barkley. Uh, I think the running backs have a good chance to do it. I think he's going to get fed the ball a lot. I love Brian Dable. I think the offensive line is going to be a little bit better. He's going to be the receiving role. I think the Giants, if they're going places, it's going to be on the back of Saquon. So if they're going anywhere, they're bringing Saquon a comeback player of the year trophy. I like it too. And Man for himself. all the reasons that yeah, we said, shout, shout out the fat shout ass. Out shout out Saquon. Saquon. <laughs> um, for all the reasons that we've said, just narrative based, like to me, there really is no one else more deserving than Saquon for this award for all the things that he said. Maybe CMC. I guess CMC too. Those two players I put in the same category, but. If either one of them snaps, like they have to win the award, I think. Hundred percent. They've just dealt with so much yeah. over the last two years, so it's at least we've right. got to see CMC at his absolute peak, though. I feel true. like we can't say that about Saquon. That is true. We haven't mm-hmm. seen yeah much. So. That is true. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna ride with my boy Baker. Tyler shaking his head. <laughs> I don't even have to look <laughs> at him. But if Baker comes out in balls, hey, who's saying he can't win it? It would be a tall task, realistically, because, um. I think for him to win this award, he would have to throw close to 30, 30 plus touchdowns and the Panthers would also have to make the playoffs. And I don't think the Panthers are better than the Bucks or the Saints. So I don't know. I'm just riding with my boy Baker. And I think the quarterback thing works for him because outside of Saquon and CMC, I feel like a quarterback, this is kind of an, it's not a quarterback award, but I feel like they have a really good chance to. Can no, I, honestly, bro, I think this. I think the Baker pick's a great pick. Like, I actually see the value. I was about to say, I, I actually love this pick probably more than the Saquon pick because there's nobody I trust more that to play his best when there's a chip on his fucking How shoulder. How did I not even fucking say there's that? There's a chip on Baker Mayfield's bro, shoulder. Yeah, I'm a little bit concerned about it, guy. honestly. Doubt Baker and see what he does. No, he's actually he like, off that. He's looked a lot better since being doubted. I think we we should just doubt him constantly. No one ever take him off of ever again. Just Even if he's playing great, bro, just I, doubt him. I was just, guessing it right there, but truly, like that's how he balled at Oklahoma, I think. Texas Tech didn't want him. They didn't want to give him a scholarship. He went to Oklahoma, and he's like, yo, fuck you guys. Like I'm, I'm a ball. He's the he's at his best when his back is against the wall. No, I, like I, th- I think this God, is hundred percent fact. Pick. I love that. What are the odds for it? Not that high. Plus eight hundred. I, I, no, I think it, it makes a lot one. of sense. I actually, it, it really does. It, it hurts to say as a Saints fan, but it makes All way right, too much. We don't sense. even need to hear anything, Tyler. Just you can give your pick. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I don't want to hear. This one kind of gets me fired up. I like this one. This one, a one gets lot. me fired up. You guys talk about the. The oh, doubt, man. like he's been doubted. Baker was doubted. Oh man, who hasn't been doubted more than Mitch Trubisky? Mitch, Mitchy, Mitch. Oh <laughs> my God, <gasps> Mitch. Oh, I'm throwing up in my mouth God. right now. I love Money it. Mitch. I love You're making it. me sick. Here comes that boy. Here comes that boy. Oh baby, look, look, look. Hear me out. Hear me out. It worked out at Chicago yo, for one year. Yo. It worked out? When? when? I must have missed it. When? I must have missed when it worked out. Hey, 12 hey. and 4 was just... Oh, I forgot Khalil Mack wasn't on the squad. Oh, wait. Khalil oh. Mack, wait, wait, wait. Khalil Mack played quarterback too? Someone oh, had to play quarterback. Oh, my God. Anyways. Oh, anyways. My. Anyways. I forgot Jordan Montgomery wasn't doing the heavy lift. That's... <laughs> no. Jordan Howard. Why say Jordan? You my point. Jordan Howard's doing the heavy lifting. He was barely 1,000 yards that year. If you're wondering. Anyways, I'll go back to my point. 
Mitch Trubisky to win comeback player of the year. Why not? He's got the best weapons that he's had in his career by far. Allen Robinson was a receiver one in Chicago, and then it was like Anthony Miller or um, Taylor Gabriel. That's I'm going to give you that point. And that's just kind of – that's just really bad. Trey Burton is, was his tight end. He's got Najee, Deontay, Claypool, Pickens, Fryermuth. He's got the farm. Maybe one of the better offensive weapon group, sets yeah. in the NFL that no one talks about. They took Kenny Pickett in the first round. Oh, damn. Again, I'm getting doubted. Why do they keep doubting me? Go prove them wrong and go win 10 games. This is real comedy. Such a Bears pick. Go <laughs> to the playoffs and go do something crazy, Money Mitch. I believe in you. Awful, I can't bro. believe yeah. this is this is like a, this was legitimately the funniest pick. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, damn you. No, fuck, that we're, Last one here. I'm writing against it. I'm writing against it and I'm dapping up for it. Hey, let them know. All right, Dobbs. Hey, we got some we got some good quarterbacks here. Yeah, I could I could never follow up that one in terms of comedy, but I because this, this is even this is some reality, man. Jameis Winston. Is he the highest? Yeah, he's got yeah, he I think he's I think he's tied for the highest. If I if second, I remember reading it. Second to Derrick Henry. Fair. Was Derek Henry plus four hundred? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so second. Yeah, I think. Look, at, we're, we're gonna look like this. Every look, Jameis. The one time I got to see him on the field this preseason, electric. Like, <laughs> like I mean, and I get it. He was going against like second and third stringers, but that's the point. Is that's exactly what I wanted to see. Quick dissection, beautiful throws. The pocket was keeping him clean. Hey, man, if that happens all season with the re- receiving core we have, he's gonna throw for at least four thousand yards. He's gonna throw a lot of touchdowns, and if he keeps the interceptions down, and we go to the playoffs. Come on, man! It's all it's right Jameis. I like that you, one. Too. We all love. We all love Jameis. If you don't love Jameis, you're either a Bucks fan or a hater, and there's no in between. <laughs> I like that got, one. He's got the I love weapons it. to do it. I love it. I love it. I think he's got the weapons. It's. It, 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 I think the award can be a little statistically based. And shit, ain't nobody gonna throw for more hey. yards and more touchdowns than Jameis. I think, or, or the only other or Jameis hater. I guess it would be like Oregon fans or something like that. Like, so like someone who they had to battle against James. <laughs> who has a, like, a I guess anything, like a, yeah, like not, something like that. Like, vendetta, but it's like, uh, what is, what do they call it? Uh, what? I, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go into coach of the year. No, I, I just blanked. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's the only fan bases. You're just um, like coach yeah. of the you year. Gotta love James. All right. Let's try um, to go through this a little bit faster, but yeah, I'm not going to say much. I feel like none that. of these are as important as the, Players are not as long of an explanation. Sorry, coaches, you don't get as you're not, not you don't get enough love. Not a lot to say. I mean, my coach of the year is Mike McDaniel plus sixteen hundred. I've talked about him every podcast. Let's go. Let's go. He's cool. He's got the cool factor, and um, not much more else I can say. Raw. Mike McDaniel, great C-O-Y. explanation. Coolest That's of the year. Need. Oh, yo. Like he already won it. He already won it. Mike McDaniel's coolest of the year. <laughs> All right, Dobbs, let's tag team this real quick. Is we, it, did, you, did you end up riding with? The, are we riding together? On this we're one? riding together. Oh, yeah, perfect. for sure. All right, do you, want, do you want to explain it? I feel like we're on the same hey, page I'm just, on this one. I'm just going to give a short explanation. I'll pass it off to you. We're going with Nick Sirianni. Shout out the Eagles. This dude rides for his players. He wears the shirts. He wore a shirt with Jalen Hurts' face on it <laughs> because he wants to invest in him. He wants to trust him. So with that being said, Dobbs, the floor is yours. No, yeah, man. Like, it's just where, like, you, I, I can't believe it. I, I really can't. Where I came from sitting here a year later. Because if you heard what I was saying, we're gonna, well, I don't know. I used to be saying Nick Sirianni, there's no way it's going to work out. I'm an honest man. I just, it, I, I, I can't believe it's worked out. But here we are. Eagles look like they're building a really good core. Nick Sirianni looks like he knows how to game plan. What else do I have to say? The Eagles look like they could be really competitive this year. And Nick Sirianni could take home that award, man. And that's absolutely wild. I will say this one thing on Nick Sirianni. I think 
the how they pivoted their whole freaking scheme from last year. From they were the most pass heavy team earlier on in the year. They said this isn't working. We're going to run the ball. They made the playoffs because that of was, it. that's a great like, point, bro. A, and by a rookie head coach too. That's a, he's not one dimensional. Yeah, he's not one dimensional. A lot of coaches are so stubborn where they like stick to that. This is my system, and if it doesn't work, I'm going to die by it. And to me. That's just lame as fuck. Like it, it's just lame. <laughs> and, and if Jalen Hurts ends up working out, it shows you're out, not a good coach. No, and bro, if Jalen Hurts ends up working out, I mean, we're gonna like he's going he, to. He has to be a huge part of this. Like, him coming in with support. We were looking at Jalen Hurts that situation, like him, him and Hurts. It wasn't gonna work, right? But I, it's like it's almost like if we look back on the Syrian, he's gonna be the guy who made it work for both of them. It's like yo, he took a situation that we had all doubt in. Hey, that's why that's it. Almost it lines we, up. Perfect. We we were saying that we didn't know what to think of him. Probably he wasn't going to be like a. We called him a bridge coach, I think, right? I think we called him Ted Lasso. Like, I think he, like, for, I like, think we like, did too. I think, right. that's, I think that he's like, he, he actually ended up working out. I think he is yeah. kind of, he actually is. He, fuck it, he is Ted Lasso. He, yeah, his players are like working him, out. And it works out. Like, but I think it's one of those situations where they hire you, the team hires someone and they're just like, what are they doing? Like, who even is this guy? I've never heard of him before. And they turn out to be a good head coach and you're just like, damn. I like actually would never have seen that coming. So yeah, this this is one of those rare examples. But it, it he so far, I mean, absolutely, he could naggy out. Like let's be let's be clear. Oh, he could naggy out. Like <laughs> come on, a, bro. That, that that is still completely possible. It just Don't doesn't look that. like it. It just really doesn't look like it right now. But then again, neither did Nagy. I guess well, we'll see what the future holds. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, like I guess we really just got to see. Football is so changing. We can't put that bad energy though. Come on. You're, you're right. Sirianni train. It's rolling. Um, my pick. It's a. In division pick, it kind of hurts me to say, but Kevin O'Connell at plus sixteen hundred. Like I look at Mike Zimmer last year, like how people view Tony Larusa, and he's the old head, and that like I don't think you can get around him. I think that just like ran out with Mike Zimmer, and I, I forgot there was something that came out with players last year, and he he did he went against them or something. I just I completely forget. But O'Connell Young. He had he knows what the scheme was like in LA with McVeigh. He was under McVeigh. Why can't he bring that here? I mean, the offense is just there. They drafted Louis Seen and Andrew Booth to help out the defense. I think the defense will be good. I think I don't know. They they could probably win this division. And I don't know how they're not the favorites. But uh yeah, I think the Kevin O'Connell make make some noise in you didn't know that in uh, Minnesota. I, I was Kevin O'Connell's my second choice. Damn, I fucking respect I was just, Mike. <laughs> oh yeah, I've heard about this. I yeah. fucking respect the hell Mike's out of Mike girlfriend. I, I, I have seen. <laughs> I heard about this terrible. too. Yeah. Hunter, right. have you seen pictures of Mike Zimmer's girlfriend? Look it up right now, because you're gonna respect the I, fuck I, out of that. I man. remember seeing this. I, I don't want to show the camera. <laughs> I remember seeing this a while ago. <laughs> it's all right, we can maybe clip it and put it on socials. But shout out Mike, man. Shout out Mike for that. Yeah, realistically, respect, yeah. come on. I forgot about that. Honestly, I expect to look over and see Mike McDaniel, but like I right. Um, no, I agree with yours. Sorry, I got distracted by them. You said Mike Zimmer and I had to bring it up. But uh, Kevin O'Connell, I think will be. It'll be interesting. I think the offense will be good. We'll see what the defense is like. like but yeah. like, like I said, what JJ is before in the show, like he should ball. I think going to a more pass happy offense is definitely the move because and I think you can even hit him harder with Dalvin when you do run the ball because maybe safeties are backing up. They're not really expecting it. Um. You get that too high look. You get yeah, I think one it's less just person in the box. overall. I think it's going to be a much better look for the Vikings offense. So I'm, I'm definitely buying in on Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, as much as it hurts to say for all of us, but yeah, yeah. I think Kevin O'Connell was a good. Yeah, it hurts me good too. I'm, I, you, good you got, it hurts me too. All right, we're going to quickly go through the mailbag 
or I guess crowd questions as Hunter called it. Um, <laughs> so the first question is from Grant Erickson and chances the Cowboys miss the playoffs. Higher than you would think, I, I would think say. It just, that's my it, answer. If a few key names get injured. I well, mean, that's, but that's like any team. But I think, I mean, hey, the Cowboys are relying on big names. Just as anyone. I mean, it, it, it's possible. It's not like it's, well, it's out of the realm of possibility. I mean... Uh, this question was so the simple. NFC well, does the NFC isn't good. No, though. I think I'm I so think like, I'm a little bit more on Tyler's side. I'm, I'm I think kinda, I'm gonna play a little devil's advocate I'm with this stuck. one. Stuck, yeah. Like, mm, does I, one team make it out of the East or did two? That's the question well, for that, me. You got to think the well, NFC as a whole bad. isn't really that great. They're that's one of the, that's yeah, that's the problem. You know what I'm Realistically, saying? two could. Two could. Yeah, two easily could. No, well, they could. They could win like nine games and get in as I like think, a six. I think they or, could easily you know? make the playoffs, but I also think that the chances that they don't is higher than people are willing to admit. Yeah, and, That's and, what I mean. I mean, I agree. I think does, the NFC does suck so much that it's so tough true. for me to see a situation it's, where they don't right. if and, they stay healthy. And like, you're talking about staying healthy. I mean, they already lost Tyron Smith for... God knows how long. So like that, just, that like that's a huge that loss. Literally yeah. puts, that puts a damper on almost your entire offense because he's locked down on that left side. Talk and, about one of the most underrated players in the league too. I mean, too, we're yeah, about yeah. But players. so it's like, mm, I don't know. I would say they. I say if they do make it, it's by a little bit. If they miss, it's not. It's by a little bit. It's, I'll say it, this. I don't think it's like they miss it and they go. They win five games. They are not a threat to Super, do anything in the playoffs yeah, in my no. eyes. I think. I, they're one of those teams where everything has to go perfect if that was to happen. But I, yeah. I, I don't look at them right now as like a threat. I think it's like, what, 17 games, so like 9 and 8 or something like that? or you know, Maybe I'm also like overthinking it too. It's just, it does, and maybe they're like a sneaky team this year. But the, I guess, actually, no, I'm changing that. I would have said that if um, Tyron Smith was still healthy. But I think without that's, him. That's, yeah. as I, think they're a, yeah, I think they're a playoff team. I just don't look at them as like. They're they're gonna go. Yeah, I think the continuity of the team is gonna be a hump that has to get over. But I really like Kellen Moore as an offensive coordinator. They still have Zach Pollard and C D. Like I mean, they're not really not gonna be that bad. I mean, to be honest, like are is the is the Cowboys offense that much worse than the Eagles? I trust Dak more than I trust Jalen as a thrower. I think think the offense is better. No, that I think it probably is. So like I always say offense is king. I don't know if the Cowboys are really gonna be that bad. No, I think I still what think seed were they team. last year? They won the division, so they had to be oh, at least the fourth. Four. Pretty sure that's where they were sitting. I think they four, were four, three or four. Three or four. Yes, definitely, yeah, definitely. Because Packers and Bucks were the other. I mean, yeah, they, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Um, all right, we're gonna go on to the next question. Ralph asked, "How badly is Kyle Shanahan going to regret taking Trey Lance over JF one or Justin Fields?" I think this is coming from a Trey Lance guy, a believer. If Trey Lance does not pan out, he is going to be so salty he t- didn't take Justin. Does he lose a job over that? I think he's too good. of. A- we were talking about this before the pod. I just think he's too good of a coach. Oh, yeah, you're right. He's he is good too good of a coach. But if you miss on the quarterback and you trade it up and you went against the grain of like almost everyone in America. It's just tough to come back from you know it what if I'm it saying? doesn't. Like yeah. who in America wanted to take Trey Lance to outside of Shanahan and John No Lynch? one would have. They no could have got would've. him. Later, yeah. So and so it's like that that raises the eyebrows, but yeah, you do you're right. He's been to a Super Bowl, he's been in the playoffs a bunch. So it's like, uh did, I don't think it's I don't think John Lynch. Who gave it, the but, Andy Reid analogy? Was that Hunter? All right. Well, I mean, I think I think to be fair, Justin didn't go at four. He went at eleven. True. So like they well, yeah, went up, they true. got a guy at three. Agreed, agreed. 
bunch of other teams. The Panthers didn't want Justin Fields. They were getting that. Broncos probably took and should have taken Justin Fields too. So like, I don't want to say that. I put a lot of money on Justin to go at three. I thought Justin was going to be taken by the Niners, and they didn't. So I think that a lot of teams were not on Justin the way that everybody should have be because we we all know that he's going to be fucking fantastic. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think it's like so much as a regret as to just like you know maybe everybody was wrong. That's, True. That's, that's a, a good, good point. point. Maybe yeah. everybody. You know, I think I want to hear. I was going to say I want to hear from a non-bias. Well, you guys are. I mean, source. you guys remember. So mm-hmm. so back from the time at, around the time of that draft, I was much a hundred percent honest. I was very much in the train. Like I could see. I think just, I looked at Justin as him as very much like close to being like you know like very similar talents. But I think as we we always discussed back then. The difference was we know that Justin's already more developed. Justin has a similar skill set. So I guess now you and it's what you ask yourself then when the ta- when the draft happened and you asking yourself now is why didn't they take the guy who already was more polished at doing what they wanted to do? Yeah. Right. Which was right. run mm-hmm. that off the West Coast, get him out of the pocket. That's what really that's what really doesn't make a lot of sense about it when you think about it. Yeah. Is because when you really think about it now, it's like you're looking at you're like, it would make more sense if Trey Lance had fallen to the Bears and they trade up for Trey Lance. And it's like, we're that's our project guy. We're the team that is going to take while we had good versus it really doesn't make a lot of sense where yeah. we're already really good. They take the project guy. The project Isn't guy. It, it really doesn't make a lot of sense when you think about it. Like, honestly, the more and more you think about it, it, it really doesn't make a ton of Do sense. You think Kyle? And that's why the point to your point, bro, about uh, Tyler, about Shanahan. That's the point. It's Chan's a great coach, but but decision making is the part of being he a coach. So if we look at his decision making skills after, if in if in a few years, if, if Trey doesn't take them to the NFC chip, I feel like it. Do you we think look like, at his decision making skills almost like you came and trust him? Some like pe- that's like some people just get like almost like enamored with this like ability to like like you guys said go against the grain and be like I want this project and I want to prove to people that like. I made this like decision and a lot of people don't agree with it, but I'm willing to take on the project. And like, some people are just like kind of weird, like the smartest guy in the room syndrome. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, I see this and no one else is really looking at it. And I want to have the fact that I just want the ability to create my own quarterback pretty much and like develop this guy. I know he's a project. I know he's not that polished right now, but I'm willing to take on that project. I feel like that's like kind of what it was with him. And sometimes it, it like definitely was being the smartest guy in the room. It know, bites you in the ass. Yeah, really for sure. Out. And I know I said this on last week's pod and you, I don't think you like this take that much about <laughs> like the FCS level and stuff like that. But in this situation, no, but I get what you're saying though. Why, I do get what you're why saying. would you not take Justin Fields? Who's played in plenty of big games. Who's played in the big 10 over a guy who's played 11 games at North Dakota state. Probably the biggest crowd he's seen is like 40,000. Like he hasn't seen the pressure. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like Justin Fields could do everything that, that Trey can, and uh, he did it at a higher level in college. And, like, obviously we're going back to, you know, when they picked him. So it's like, I would have just taken fields. It's just like, like even if I wasn't in Ohio well, State, and I'm, I mean, I'm going to look at the tape and I'm going to say, this guy looks better or gets better talent and shows up in big games. No, and to Todd's point also, I mean, shit, I'll just throw it out there. Like, you look at it like you're saying, the, like, the notoriety they, they were both going against and all that. Even to the point, look, the 49ers are one of the most valued and, and touted franchises yeah. in the entire league, the history. Their history is almost is, is top five in, uh, easily. So that's the point is, like Justin already was playing great, great lineage at Ohio State. It's that is another angle to look at of yeah. the whole thing. We have to move on, but this. Oh, go ahead. I'll, Sorry, I've been. Th- I was thinking. Say, I was pondering for a fat minute there. It's just like, you know, I would have taken Justin too, but the thing is, like, Kyle Shanahan could go to a Super Bowl with Jimmy G. Lance doesn't have to be 
freaking the best. He doesn't have to be Justin. Justin could be better than Lance. Lance can be worse than Justin. And, and the 49ers still, still go to a Super Bowl. Yeah. And the thing that's is, why like, I was so that's why I wanted to take him in fantasy. We, 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 me and Dobbs point. are huge Zach Wilson guys. And I'm, I'm saying this year that it's going to take Zach Wilson another year because he went to a smaller school. I think this might not be the year for Lance. I think it's too early to tell that, like, they're really going to regret taking Lance because we, it's, it's preseason. Like, we, we haven't seen him do anything yet. He hasn't but, had but the, now the that best raises players. the question. Is your roster getting too old to, when well, he okay. hits that? So when he hits to be good, and then it's like, oh, your roster's that's gone. Like, oh, this is, this is no, the Niners are the biggest question this mark. Is, I mean, uh, they, they might, they really just might be the biggest question mark in the whole league. We were gonna move on, but maybe we could just see him release a different video. But I just want to say two other smaller parts. One, I agree with you wholeheartedly. That's why I want to take him in fantasy, and that's why I was such a believer. And I didn't even realize this when I was hype about Mahomes. Because it didn't really even click to me. I think we had our fantasy draft. I didn't even know much about Mahomes. Like, I knew they picked him early. Didn't know shit about him in college besides he played in, like, a high-scoring offense, blah, blah, blah. But I picked him in fantasy that year because I was like, damn, it's the eighth round. I don't have a quarterback. And I was like, the Chiefs offense was, like, really good. So, I mean, Patrick Mahomes should, at the very least, be decent, right? So that was my thought process with Trey Lance, too, where it's like, he has the weapons around him. He has a great head coach with him, a great offensive mind with him. It's like... How could he be bad? So, and I get it. He didn't look that good. They did extend Alex, or I said Alex Smith, Jimmy G. Um, so we'll see. But the other point too, it's like <laughs> the offense is win now. So the logical draft choice would have been Justin. Just from that, well, just seeing how he's that standpoint now. alone. I mean, just I mean, I, like I'm a, you, a good thing he's with you guys. You get my like you're gonna get my yeah. point. You're gonna get my point. Just imagine transferring Justin now. To the pocket with the Niners with Trent. Well, you, you see my and the, that's an MVP. You see my, you that's see an MVP. My point. Yeah, that's you all, see my like, point. You don't, you don't have to wait. To that, see. He, there wouldn't have been much development process. It mm-hmm. would have kind of just been like you're, like that first year would have been the development process, which obviously he needed. It was there was there was some rough moments. I can't year, lie, but he's gonna he's gonna start. Justin Debo, Kittle, and Ayuk would have been a swaggy group. Trey Lance with them is swaggy, swaggy, but Justin would have been you're going to have raw. to wait to see hey, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. It's going to be swaggy. Oh, no, I was talking about a sw- just from like, a sheer swaggy out, standpoint. Get, I, it's no, looking like it ended up working out for the Bears. Yeah, no, I agree. All right. Ugh. This is a good conversation. We might have to do it a little bit longer, a different time. But the last question, Alex Wang asked, what is Tyler's pant size? I'm going to go on a knot and say a 35. Damn, <laughs> that well, large ass waist. No, is that really that big? You're calling yeah. me chubby. Thirty-five. Damn. Okay, is I don't know. <laughs> how do you, I don't actually how do you know fashion like that. I just threw it <laughs> out there. Hey, I'm like, if you guys, I'm a thirty-two. A I was gonna say, I think I'm hey, thirty-two. I'm a thirty. You're thirty-two. I think I'm thirty-two. Thirty-five is wild and foul. <laughs> that is wild. <laughs> I apologize. You did your bogus. <laughs> all right. Wild I'm gonna say you're probably just like the same as like all of us, like a thirty-two. Yeah, probably thirty-two. Thirty-two, yeah, like thirty-three. Thirty-two, thirty. I don't know. Wang texted me and he said you're like thirty. 35, so. <laughs> 35 is outrageous. It, Hell no. And we might have to end the friendship after that. It's actually too funny, bro. All right. Well, yeah, that was the podcast. Thanks for listening. Let's go.